oh yeah just go ahead and launch then i'll, I'll say my quick piece yeah it's all right we're launched you can say all your pieces uh i love batman i thought it was phenomenal i was super surprised i was sitting there and i was like oh my god holy shit i i was like oh my god like holy fuck i love this movie <laughs> like i couldn't like i almost couldn't believe it like i was actually going in there legitimately tr like i probably with the expectation that i was going to be disappointed and then my expectations were shattered and i'm so happy um but i'm not sure what your uh what your general impression was so like just first general impression was it like my like oh my god i'm so happy this is amazing or was it like a um it was it was weird for me because like mm -hmm. when the movie ended like i liked it mm -hmm. but um i also i also didn't really like know what to feel you know what i mean yeah does that make sense it kind of does because there are a lot of mixed messages in the movie um you know specifically about like what what is justice and what is vengeance and one of those two coincide and they never really figure that one out um but yeah could you go a little bit deeper into that like what specifically like were you looking for a feeling and you just couldn't find one or like well i don't know maybe it's like uh maybe it's like the sensationalism of modern day like comic book movies that have led me to think that there's always going to be something huge right mm -hmm. or like some major event or like uh appearance or something that's gonna take something to another level or whatever i don't know what mm -hmm. it is exactly but like when i when i left the movie like when it ended i was like yeah it's it's a really good movie and i, I like a lot of what they did especially thematically yes um yeah. but at the same time it's like it didn't make me like angry or happy or um upset or emotional in any way whatsoever mm. so it was like weird and and maybe that's like more commentary on me because I, I just don't really like yeah. like i don't let myself get excited for things or let myself like yeah. get you know, overly emotional yeah well yeah. i i won't say not emotional because i do cry at random things for no reason oh, uh, Pixar movies i think <laughs> me and you me and you do that a lot <laughs> yeah so i it's not like it's not like i'm i'm void of emotion i mean i, I the, the only real emotional scene like in the movie to me was like when alfred's in the hospital talking to bruce hmm. um other than that by the way uh spoiler warning uh bgs <laughs> oh, yes. lots uh, of spoilers we're probably that's all we're gonna be doing for the next hour is probably talking spoilers may want to put that in the title uh sure i can do that edit title exclamation point spoilers bitches oh. okay done um but yeah i know i felt like um i felt like it, it was a, a really good movie and and like i said like thematically is like like the themes of the movie are what really stuck with me especially like the opening kind of monologue yeah um first i'll go over what i've said in the past about voiceover for people who don't know i, I hate voiceover um mm. as a as a device in film and television because i think it's in most cases it's like uh, it, it signifies a lack of uh confidence in your ability to show people things instead of telling yeah. them things 
which when you're in a visual medium, your whole purpose should be to show things. Um, So typically I I think voiceover is just a a sign that you don't have confidence in your ability to show what it is you're trying to show. Uh, I don't think that's the case necessarily in this. and, And I like the way they actually worked it into like, you know well, what they showed you too there was this amazing scene in the very beginning the scenes in the beginning of the movie you saw too <laughs> so when they had the bat symbol up and yeah. then the criminals looked into like a shadowed corner and then they just got fucking terrified i was like oh my yeah, god that's, that's, whole, that's that, amazing yeah that's what i'm talking about you know it's like doing this voiceover like th- throughout the whole thing which like the point is like mm-hmm. he's he's writing down like this memoir and this what he's what the voiceover is doing is like kind of reading what he wrote He's like reading yeah. it out loud, right? <clears throat> and you know, this is like the the established. Um, this is like where they they establish essentially the whole theme of the entire movie, right? Yeah. Which is who who is the Batman and what does he stand for, and is it good or is it bad or is it helpful or is it not? And um, okay. And also, what does he mean to Gotham? Like, you know, what what does he represent to the general citizenry of Gotham? That's something that that they, again, did the very beginning of the movie when there was one citizen that was also just batshit terrified of Batman. (laughs) You know? Right. Yeah. See, I I felt like um, there's something deeper in that as well. Like, the kid didn't, obviously didn't want to, like, fight or, like, hurt the other guy, right? Yeah. And, um... I thought it was like there's so much like so many interesting little things even in just that scene right he beats the shit out of these these gol- uh, uh, joker looking dudes right these clown mask guys or clown makeup guys and you have this one kid who just like obviously is kind of ashamed of what they've been doing like assaulting yeah. people for um, yeah or for like the gram or something right and like like as soon as they see this Asian guy get off the bus, you know, you can yeah, as much as you want to apply this to the real world and say, Hey, this was happening a lot, especially like in big cities last year because of COVID and stuff, uh, where people of Asian descent are being attacked just for being Asian. I mean, I, I don't think that's where they were going, but you can definitely apply it to that. Right. Like, yeah. um, and so it's like very clear. This kid wasn't really comfortable with, it. he didn't want to do it, but he's like t- trying to impress the gang. And ultimately Batman, shows up and saves him from having to do something he didn't feel was morally right anyway. But, um, it's just like, it's one of those things where like you, you see him, you know, on vengeance and he beats the shit out of all these dudes, but he doesn't hit the kid who did nothing. He, and he lets everyone go. Right. Yeah. Which is like an interesting thing to start with. And like, you, you think about a lot of superhero vigilante kind of, stories uh like spider-man which he's not necessarily a vigilante but you think about spider-man you think about daredevil you think about all these other kind of vigilante characters and they don't necessarily let the criminals go they like tie them up for the police to find or Mm. whatever else so it's really interesting like initially like i was because like the first thing i thought was oh he just let him go you know yep and then the other interesting thing is the guy who was assaulted looks up at batman and says please don't hurt me. Yes. Yep. And it's like, that's your first, that's your first kind of insight into, despite the fact that he's going after essentially criminals, everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. 
right? And that's his whole point. Like when when the bat signal goes in the sky, it's mm-hmm. not just like a call for Batman to come meet with Gordon, right? It's yeah. a warning to everybody else that Batman is out tonight, right? Yeah. And it immediately yeah. strikes fear into criminals to to dissuade some of them because, like he says, he can't be everywhere at once, right? He has yeah. to choose who he and goes again, after. Just, I gotta, dude, I gotta orgasm about the scene again, dude. The scene where the, the criminals look at the bat symbol and then they just mm-hmm. look into a In shadow corner. It was, it, God, it was such a great way to open this fucking movie. And it builds like, up so well because you, the first criminal who robs the store, you expect, like us as an audience, we all expect to see Batman slowly walk out of those shadows. Yes. But we don't see it. And then you go to the second scene, um, tagging, which was the spray painters. The yeah, yeah. yeah. T- which it said broke, but I think it meant to say broken because it's yeah. like a broken system, right? Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> it was like on the, it looked like the steps of like the. It was oh, no, it was Gotham. Building. It was Gotham Bank. I remember seeing oh. that. They, they, they were in past the sign. Okay, so. then it should be broke. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, you see the shadows there, and then you're like, "Well, is he going to come drops, out of there?" Right? Classic three D, right? He drops the spray can and runs away. <laughs> yeah, and the spray can spray. rolls into the shadows. Yeah. Right. And you expect to see like a boot step on it or something, right? Um, it's just it's just a very well put together movie, and like I said, like the themes in the movie really do and stick out. To the actors, uh, Robert Pattinson, dude, was he was phenomenal. Like I know, like he didn't really have like kind of a Batman voice, and I understand that you, you are more of a fan of like the Playboy type Bruce Wayne, or I could be completely See, wrong. That's the thing. That well, yeah. that's that's the whole the whole dichotomy of this whole situation is it's so odd because Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. in his real life is <laughs> a very good looking dude who yeah. could be an amazing Bruce Wayne. But his mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne in this movie is like a recluse. He's kind of in hiding. He's secluded. He doesn't want to meet with people. He doesn't give a shit about Wayne Enterprises. And if I can just comment on that real quick, as someone who didn't read the comp, you know, and I'm sure like your your opinion is also valid. As someone who did read the comics, potentially more valid than mine. But just to say, like for me, it's always just been like, God, this guy's running around all night, beating people up with his fucking fist, and then he just runs around the day like, yeah, I'm not tired. I'm not exhausted. I'm just. I'm a playboy. I'm going to run around doing playboy things. Well, I, I think that's that's where the strength of this movie comes in as well. Because some people might say, well, human. they didn't do Bruce Wayne much justice, right? Or something yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, like, this is one of the first Batman movies that feels like it's about Batman. Yeah. Right? It's not about, uh, you know, coming to terms with, with who you are uh, you know, between between your yourself during the day and yourself at night, like there are plenty of stories that have been told of that, and there are plenty more mm-hmm. that could be told from that. Um, but this is a story like it's it it's also you know credit to Matt Reeves for not doing another origin story. We don't need all that. Yeah, um, we don't need we don't need to watch the crying kid in the alley get watching his. We don't need to see the same death scene over and over with the pearls no getting more ripped. Fa- falling pearls. That's exactly what I was about to say. Um. <laughs> And uh, like, like again, it's what we get of Bruce Wayne isn't amazing. It's fine. It's mm. just it is what it is, right? Like I don't, I'm not like watching that thinking, wow, I love Bruce Wayne. He's so cool. Like it's just whatever. But like when you watch Batman, you're like, wow, he is cool and he's doing cool yeah. things. And like, and just just to re-steer it too, not just Batman. The guy who plays Jim Gordon, fucking phenomenal, amazing. He had such amazing chemistry with um with uh, Robert Patterson as Batman. I need to look up this guy's name. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. 
Jeffrey Wright. He was a, he was phenomenal. He's probably honest. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. I mean, yeah, he's, he's getting his he's getting his own show now. And yeah. I, you know, Zoe everyone Kravitz. About, yeah, oh. everyone was talking about Colin Farrell, but also the guy who played the uh, first Fal- mob boss. The like, guy who played oh Falcone, my. or he, uh, yeah, Falcone. Like yeah. it was just fun- he was phenomenal. He yeah. was so he was a scary, intimidating man. I didn't want to be alone in a room with him. <laughs> it's it's God. It's oh, everything about this movie. Everything. Yeah, and and like you know, you you were saying you know people who read the comics or whatever, and the thing is like you would think like here's the here's the weirdest thing right like people who are huge fans of Zack schneider and and what he's done with his Mm -hmm. dc films they they love to talk about how comic book accurate some of the scenes are like the Mm -hmm. death scene like because the pearls getting ripped everybody does that like it's not like whatever and like you know if you look at batman versus superman everybody's like oh it's so much like the dark knight from the 80s frank miller woohoo we all love that this this movie uh, it's only in theaters. Yes, it's only in theaters, Atolia. Only in theaters 40, right now. 40, 45 days until it comes out. Um, yeah. I think that's what they said. It's going to be 45 days. This movie is, no joke, very, very, very strict. Like, it's... it's if you Okay, if you watch this movie and then you read Batman Year One and The mm-hmm. Long Halloween... You're gonna say, "Wow, I understand exactly where they got this movie from." Yeah, like if you're looking for comic book accurate Batman, I mean, it's not that far from it. Like it's yeah. it's in that's that's the whole thing. You take a character and a story, and you do your own thing with it. That's interesting, while also sticking true or bringing in story or plot points or th- themes from the comics. And that's what gets your hardcore fans, in, you know, invested while also bringing in all these new people who just want a cool Batman movie, right? Yep. And also just a beautiful movie. Just everything about it. And the music. The music was phenomenal. The great choices. Like, this is why I had a serious issue with the first Suicide Squad movie. They just kind of, like, jammed in these albums that felt so forced. But to, like, in the, in this movie, when the music kicked in, the scenes, that Nirvana song that everybody keeps talking about now, yeah. like, it was, it's just perfect. It's the perfect time to use that exact song. And that's very difficult. And they use do. it twice. Yeah. In the movie. But, uh, 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 uh Giacchino. Giacchino. What's his first mm-hmm. name? Michael Giacchino. He's the, mm. the the composer for the movie. Mm. Uh, and the Batman theme, like, will stick with you. That's, like, it's a great theme uh, yep. that he composed. Um, he also did the music for Spider-Man No Way Home recently. He's done a bunch of Disney movies. Like, he's a mm. very, very talented composer. So if you, if you aren't familiar with uh, Michael Giacchino, check out some of his work. Um, he's really good. Yep. So. And also, like the effects too. I love. I you know, I really love the Batmobile on this one too. Like it, it looked really freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how they were foreshadowing it too before they actually had it on scene, and how they introduced it with like Penguin looking over his shoulder, and you just saw like the reflection of the jet like in his face. He's like, "Oh shit, that car right. chase scene! Oh my god, it was so fun." Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and they do manage to like also do a very good job of setting it apart from Nolan's Batman movies. Where Batman in those movies is more militaristic, like even the Batmobile yes. and every everything is like more militaristic, whereas this is is more actually just grounded, right? It's like yeah. he has an he has an old bike, he has an old car, like and he turned them, 
I mean, we even saw like the his new bike at the end of the movie, the Bat Bike. The only question mm. I have is, how the hell did he get it on the ledge, like past <laughs> Catwoman, like when she didn't know he was there on the balcony? <laughs> Doesn't make much sense, but you know, it's still cool, right? The movie was so good; they're allowed one plot hole. Every yeah. movie's got them. <laughs> the the other thing, like you can question within the the logic of the film, mm. is the the function of the bat signal like when does jim know when to light it or does he Mm -hmm. light it every night uh and because it seems like every time it gets lit right they both like they batman shows up to the location and talks to gordon right and so like it's is it lit just when he has something to talk to him about or is it lit because there's a lot of crime that night. Like mm-hmm. what, what tells Jim it's time to light the bat signal or does he even need to light it to call Batman? It's just a signal to the city that Batman is out. Yep. Right. And, and yeah. the movie doesn't really answer those questions. So it's good that it leaves that for the viewer to kind of interpret. Yeah. Uh, and figure out. There was two scenes like they would show up. They both like then they both show up because it got lit. It was like I thought you lit it. I was like I thought you lit it. What the fuck? And then yeah. they took out the guns. The, that, something I, I saw people were not so happy about was making Catwoman the daughter of Falcone. I don't. Mm. I don't think there's any issue with it. I think people just like to get upset about things that don't really make a difference. It uh, made that relationship and their interactions all the more intense. This, is, this sec- is the thing, right? He's like, almost sexualizing his own daughter, basically. That's what that was happening in the first half of the movie. Yeah, people people do this thing with with Batman that that never makes a lot of sense to me. And that you know, people love to say the Joker is the best villain for Batman, and and I've heard people even say like this movie should have been the Joker and not the Riddler or whatever. Like, first of mm. all, the Riddler was a very good villain. Um, and, and, and this is something I've always said that a lot of people disagree with me. So if you think this is a hot take, you can tell me it's okay. Mm. The Riddler and the Joker are almost no different. Yeah. Almost no different. If you, if you put the Joker in the place of the Riddler in this movie and keep the story and all the beats exactly the same, and maybe just take out the riddles, but like leave other kind of letters. But basically, it's the same is, exact movie. At the end, of, at the movie when they're all in like the Madison Square Garden, those guys would have been showing up with clown masks instead of like you know, yeah, painted like yeah, like instead yeah. of like the wrap and the the glasses. Yeah. Um, he was just a straight psychopath. Um, I think it is good also to highlight some of Batman's other villains in his rogues gallery instead of always just coming back to the Joker. Like I get it, the Joker mm. is the excuse me the most popular. I'm trying um, to get those not those nacho fries coming back up for you. No, back. I haven't eaten yet. Oh, dude, I'm about to like, go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, but like a lot, the, the thing that that Matt Reeves did well in this movie, and that other people should do with Batman villains, is instead of like trying to make your story fit the villain, you change your villain to serve the story. Yeah. Right. That's like the perfect way to do anything. I would rather Riddler or Penguin. Well, we got both of those. Okay. There you go. <laughs> totally. We got. I mean, the the Penguin wasn't the main villain, obviously, of the movie, but he but will he, he will show. be of the next one probably. Yeah, um, he's getting his own show now, right on HBO. He is. Yeah. 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 Uh, which props to him because, I mean, that's how you saw a role, man. Yeah. Awesome. He, he did a very good job. He did, and to like. 
this whole movie it's just everything about it it's also <laughs> one of the, the the first batman movies where we actually get to see batman do what he's supposed to do and be a detective yep um, very investigative in working with alfred which is something that happened a lot in justice league and the batman animated series where alfred would be like well have you thought of this sir and he's like oh i didn't thank you alfred yeah. and you realize they're more of a team than right and and so people might think it's weird to see uh batman working so closely with the police mm. like i've seen people say like oh oh it's just weird it's like but yeah did you watch the movie because the police also thought it was pretty fucking like, weird weird had a serious <laughs> issue. yeah had a serious serious issue with it like gordon brought him in as like a private you know consult detective uh oh atolia hasn't what? seen it yet well you I don't should care. tap out of this freaking <laughs> Talking about spoilers. I don't think she minds, but yeah, spoilers and all that. But yeah, um, the penguin is in the movie, but he's not like the main villain. But when we do see him, he's phenomenal. Um, and same with, uh, well, not the same. Uh, the Riddler is the main villain and he's Mm -hmm. also very good. I think, Mm -hmm. um, we get kind of, uh, we get that Arkham, you know, conversation with, some random guy that we can only assume is the Joker. Yep. Um, I heard a lot of people hated that scene, and I—I I don't know. I kind of—I think it was kind of useless, but we'll just see what happens. Hopefully, with the success of this movie, we'll see more like you know good DC films like oh, this. Well, it's—it's <laughs> it's kind of meaningless because Matt Reeves has already said like the next movie isn't gonna be the Joker. Mm. Uh, if there is a next one, which they're setting up for it, right? Yep. Um. The only thing, like, it is a it is a long movie. I don't mind spoilers. It's making more me more hyped to see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely see it. it, it it's a three-hour-long movie. Part of that feels like because they didn't really know how to end it. Yeah. Like, it feels like well, it's kind of extended at the end, but mm-hmm. almost, like, necessarily extended because... Well, they we, wanted. To, I think they wanted to flesh out Catwoman and Batman's relationship a little bit more. And I have, think like, they just wanted to flesh it. out Batman, you know, having this kind of catharsis moment coming to terms with right because we start the movie like we said you know he's beating up the the clown people and he's you know that he said what who are you supposed to be he says i'm vengeance right Mm. and uh (laughs) and then at the end right he's he's beating up the riddlers like uh, you know proud boys or whatnot (laughs) Um, and uh, you know he he injects himself with some adrenaline that everybody's like it's venom it's venom. pain oh my yeah. god yeah no no it's probably it's probably just adrenaline to be honest and, and yeah. he beats the shit out of this dude and like they're like you know he's like i'm vengeance you know and that that's like a real cathartic moment i think for batman where he's like yeah. am i really making a difference for the better like and he even and goes then, over like statistics like you know everything's up you know everything and, the, and then he does an amazingly heroic thing where he's like i gotta i gotta save people that was the whole point of doing this yeah. in the fucking first place and then yeah. he just sacrifices himself basically he literally cuts he ground he uses himself as a ground for a live wire <laughs> right and <laughs> obviously like uh he sees a bit of himself mm. in uh the mayor's kid the mayor got uh killed yeah, that's not really saying, a spoiler. It's the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> everyone, everyone's saying he's Robin. I guess I don't know. What? No, no, he's that not. Hell, hell of people are online saying that. They're no. saying, "Oh, it's such a clear setup, Robin." I'm like, oh, I didn't get that. I thought, I thought the like... the 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 clown kid was more of a setup for Robin than than this. <laughs> like, uh, what? No, he yeah. just. It's it's very. I don't know. I guess people don't 
think about these things thematically they think about them comic bookly right yeah. where it's like oh everything is a setup for a comic book thing this well, is everything this is an origin story that's the this thing, is I a theme what? right this kid now doesn't have a father bruce mm. can relate to not having a father and later in the movie when bruce finds out that his father wasn't perfect now he can relate even more to this mm. guy who very clearly is not perfect right like yep. it's a clear it's a very very clear like th- theme where bruce sees his his childhood self that has never properly actually healed from his trauma in this mm-hmm. kid and at the end when he decides i need to save people and show them that i'm a- i'm actually a hero and this is what i wanted to do the whole time is save people and he reaches out his hand, and the mayor who just got shot, but is surprisingly able to stand on her feet perfectly hey, fine. Okay. Yeah, plot. It's okay. There are, like I said, there are a lot of few plot holes. Is no, staring no. at it, staring at him with his hand outstretched, and the first person to take it is the kid. Yep. Right. That that's that's a that's a theme. That's not a comic book reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's not setting up for this kid to be Robin. Like, it, it, he. By the way. Most Robins are orphans. This kid still has a mom. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I guess if people want to believe that, but I don't know. Also, a lot of people were like getting super, their dicks were super hard because Selena said she was going, or Catwoman said she was going to Bloodhaven. I guess. Yeah, like, that's where Nightwing that's a, is. Okay. That's cool. a pretty big name drop. Yeah. But, 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 but it's not really it's a name drop because it's year two. Yeah. This is Batman's second year. There's been no Dick Grayson yet, there's no Nightwing. Like, That's what I thought too. That was my first thought. It, it like, doesn't matter that she's going to Bloodhaven. There's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She well, mentioned a city that exists in a comic, right? Like, yeah. hey guys, our movie takes place in Gotham. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> Gotham. You <laughs> can talk about Central City or whatever it is. So, yeah, let's talk about Central City and Aver- Emerald City and, and bloody fucking every fucking city. In, every, in... every DC rename of every American city because yeah. there's one taken in the U.S. Um, I did like a lot of the the imagery, too, in this movie. Like, yeah. it's Very good cinematography. Top notch. Like, Gotham looked amazing. It looked like... It, it, people keep saying this, and I don't know how to describe it better, but it looked like Gotham. It felt like Gotham. Yeah, you know. because Gotham to me has always felt like it, every visual representation of Gotham has always kind of felt like it's supposed to be New York. Yeah, but this feels more like it's supposed to be a combination of New York and Chicago. Yeah, which makes a lot more sense for Gotham, right? Like yes. if you're thinking of of like big cities that were controlled by crime bosses, those are the two ones. All right, yeah. <clears throat> like. You think about, like, Al Capone and, and people like that. that. That's Chicago, you know? And they have that very classic, like, Chicago accent and things like that. Like, that, there's more of that. Like, Falcone felt very Chicago to me. Yeah. So. Into it's just, like you said, it was good melding. Because you're right. In the Dark Knight, I, especially, I always felt this, like, you know, they have, like, the seven bridges that come in. Oh, that's New York. <laughs> like, there's no, the Dark Knight, it was New York City. Like, there's just no way to answer about it. But I just like how... I don't know. For me, Gotham has always just felt like a little bit more dirty. You know, like it's like yeah. just a very grungy city, and they get that very well here. Like when they go to the the Iceberg Club, like it's this fucking like dirty ass alley that has like garbage and rats everywhere. Yeah, I also felt oh. like um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, uh, shit! Uh, find it. Put. Find it. It's in there. <laughs> um. 
Was it about Falcone? Was I, it? I was going to say something. I, I don't remember what it was, though. Oh, good. Probably wasn't important then. Maybe. No, it... Like, it's just like every everything they did with this movie felt... Like felt, they love Batman. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I felt. I felt like they love Batman. They love, And they love, more importantly than that, they don't just love comic book Batman. Like, they love the idea of Batman. And that was very much apparent in this in this movie. Um, yeah, oh, Batman, that's, that's what I was going to say, right? Like, it's hmm. the... Like, you can look at all the other Batman movies and, like, what the villains do, right? And, and arguably, like, The Dark Knight is still one of the best comic book movies of all time. And mm. a lot of that is because it's it's more of a Joker movie than a Batman movie. And mm. Heath Ledger just does a really good job being the Joker. And yeah, he just he literally destroyed himself for that role. <laughs> yeah. And, like, his, his plan, like, everything he did was to go after Batman. Like, to, mm. to get at him, right? Um, whereas in this movie is like the Riddler is so deluded and delusional that he actually believes that he's working with Batman Yes. to take down like corrupt people in the city. And ultimately like he carries out like an actual terror attack with actual consequences. <laughs> Kills lots and hundreds of thousands of people probably died. Like it was right. It was bad. And not only that, I mean, like, now you're you're stuck in a place where you, you have to rebuild Gotham, and it creates this power vacuum, and, mm. it, again, creates the perfect situation for a sequel. Yep. Right? And apparently spinoffs as well with, with Penguin, right? Like, maybe the Penguin series will be, will take the place of what you would, um, you know, in a in a traditional movie world would think would be a sequel, right? Where Penguin becomes, you know, essentially the new Falcone. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily going to happen in a sequel. Like maybe they'll bring in other villains. Everyone's thinking Bane because the dude, he totally injected venom, not, not adrenaline, but, um, I mean, even Uh, you like, this is, this is the whole thing. I mean, Riddler's in Arkham. He can Mm. easily come back. Right. (laughs) Oh man, that fucking asylum, dude. That's the one thing for me that always disconnects from Batman. Like, God, why do you keep sending these people to this fucking asylum? Well, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna be transformative in a way that like right, it's gonna make the Riddler more like the Joker. Like Hmm. instead of like I'm gonna carry out all these things and and catch catch corrupt people and leave little riddles for my best friend Batman and we're gonna do this together. Well now he has an enemy in Batman because he's seen Batman doesn't actually want to work with him and has been trying to take him down the whole time. And now if he gets out, his vendetta will be against Batman. Right. Yeah. The other thing I thought was weird was like how they made it seem like he knew his identity. And even like in that scene where he's saying Bruce Wayne, like, I, I, I think that was intentional. I see a lot of people like talking about that, but for me is it's, he intended for Batman to find the letter because it was wrapped in fireproof material um, yeah. after he blew up Bruce Wayne. So that's to me, like, I think he didn't know Batman was Bruce Wayne or maybe he had a little bit of a hunch. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I do see a lot of people. like. I don't think he actually that. knew it was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like, but but because because of the way he, like, try, like says it and is, like, looking at him, it feels like he's calling him out for being Bruce Wayne. But then yeah. he's like, oh, he's the one we didn't get, you know? Mm. but it's like yeah i don't know that that one felt weird the other the other odd like there there were a couple moments in the movie that did feel a bit campy mm. and like especially like the the batman catwoman kiss and then 
And then you have the don't do no. I'm I'm Thomas Wayne, and I approve this message. <laughs> just like oh, uh, all right. <laughs> in, re- in response to campiness, I only have one thing to say: uh, thumb drive. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. I thought that was a great. I thought that was a great little gag, but I don't know. That yeah, and, and, then, me. and then and uh, then says, like, "This guy's Jesus. hilarious." <laughs> he just goes, "Jesus!" <laughs> like everyone complains that he says that too much, but he delivers it so perfectly each time. Like, so I don't know why everyone's bitching about it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah. I, 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 this movie was rated PG thirteen for all the people who get mad about things mm-hmm. like that, uh, and it didn't need to be rated R to be good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one F word in the whole movie, and uh, on my second watch of the movie, I I, I noticed it. It was at the beginning, <laughs> mm-hmm. but said well, by the current commissioner. Doesn't the penguin go like "I got you, you motherfucker" when he like blows up the fucking highway? Uh, no, <laughs> I think. He, I think he says a son of a bitch or something, uh, or a piece scene. of shit. Or no, no, he says he says I got you, you psycho. I think that's what he says. <laughs> and then he just jumps out of the fucking watches him up like God. Yeah, uh, and then and then just scene. the way the film score builds there, like is is also just like I, this movie came together very well. Like I said at the end, yes. I wasn't sure how I how I really felt. Mm. Uh, so maybe people could say it's like soulless or something i don't feel like it's actually soulless i just feel like i feel like it had a really complicated story to tell and it did it the best way it could i just That's... needed time to think you know yeah because i am gonna go to... see it i am gonna go see it again probably on tuesday yeah i saw it twice um, yeah because it was so. very very good and also unfortunately i missed the first five minutes <gasps> um, but i was I, I i arrived just in time to see like the scenes where like you know the bats them only look to the shadows so it doesn't matter uh oh. so super late because oh. I forgot. I thought it was four. I thought the movie started at four fifty, and it actually started at four forty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I was a little bit early, so we're good to go. We were good to go. And they they deliver popcorn and a drink to your seat now at Tracy, but like they bring them in like individual giant ass plastic bags. I'm like, what oh. the fuck? Thank, thank you. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, there there are funny. lots of places in in Sacramento that do that, like. The, like studio movie grill and stuff like you can like mm. get them to bring like beer and alcohol and shit to your all your favorites <laughs> yeah um i when i went to the movie i had popcorn and uh, i had popcorn and a soda it was the first time i had popcorn in a long time it's it good first huh? time I'd, yeah it's the first time i sat down and watched the movie in a long time and i was so fucking happy yeah yeah and it was and a good so movie yeah, that's the other thing. I was happy. It was a legitimately amazing movie to me personally. Like this is like an eight or a nine, honestly, in my book. It was just the chemistry between the actors was. That's the main thing. Is like all these actors, they had they could bounce off each other. Like yeah. when Gordon and Batman had a freaking penguin cornered and they were like interrogating him, they were literally bouncing off each other. Penguin was like, "Well, you too, man. Go fucking do it, don't you?" <laughs> it was it was just yeah. amazing. Then they leave him there all tied up and he's waddling around like a penguin. <laughs> yeah, it all, it all works really well. Um, and like I said, like it's a three-hour movie, but it doesn't yes. feel like it's a three-hour long movie. Unless no, you really have to rushed. pee at the beginning of the movie, then it feels long. Yeah. But That movie rushed by for me. I was like, wow, really? Because it I, keeps for... you invested, right? Yep. Like there's always something new, something happening. And like it, it manages to just capture everything you'd want it to capture about Batman. And, and do it well, right? Without wasting time, you know, building the Batcave and getting all his gadgets and designing his suit and all. Like, that stuff is interesting, but to a point, you know? Mm. So, like, 
I'm I'm glad we got a year two Batman, not a brand spanking new. I'm gonna avenge my parents and change the world kind of Batman. Like he's yeah. already two years in. Like he kind of knows what to expect, and yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's just, it's just a good movie. So I'm just glad it exists. I'm glad I got to go see it. Yeah. Um. What I, else? I, I think the movie has triggered something at WB. I mean, we all know WB and how dysfunctional they are with everything they do. Yeah. Um, don't give those bastards any credit for this, uh, aside from hiring Matt Reeves and going with his vision instead of making the Bat- Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Yeah. I mean, they should get credit for that, but like, it's a dysfunctional company. All, all credit goes to Matt Reeves for making this movie and having this vision. Uh, and doing the job he did, you know, as well as all the actors within it. Everybody did a phenomenal job. All the side characters, too, like those twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they keep getting beat up, and it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, WB has a, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because they started this campaign, right? Even at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie, you see, uh, you know, Aquaman, The Flash, uh, uh, Black Adam, Batman, all coming in 2022. Well, guess what? Only one of those is coming in 2022, and it's the Batman. Everything yeah. else got pushed back. Shazam is being uh, moved forward, actually, to the end of this year. Uh, Shazam was supposed to come out next year. It's being moved to the end of this year. Aquaman is being pushed to March, I believe, next year, and The Flash to July, I think, or June of next year. And mm. look at... The- <laughs> The Flash is a movie that was supposed to come out six years ago. Um, <laughs> this is a movie that's had like 35 different directors and a bunch of different other people involved and screenwriters, and, and none of them actually like stuck with it. I mean, Ezra Miller, it's amazing that he's still attached to the project. Um, I, I have no fucking clue what's going on with that movie, but what I'm thinking is they're pushing these movies back to do some rewrites because of how successful the Batman is. Uh, yeah, right now, how much and how much people love it to success and love like people are online. It's all like on like the separates and everything like that. They love talking about it. The conversations are very lively. And that's great. I'm so happy. Yeah, because you know, like we've talked about in the past, I grew up with the DC heroes and Justice League Unlimited, Batman animated, Superman animated. Like those are my superheroes. Like Marvel just kind of snuck in there with Iron Man one, arguably they made an amazing movie. Um, and then they just kept the ball rolling through high extreme organization. They kept, they, they had a goal, a clear goal in mind and they just chased after it. And that was, that was great. But also like, I really want to see DC rise. I want to see good DC films, like uh, just take over and be amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> I would be lying if I said I would prefer that over Marvel movies. Um, I mean, if I don't prefer that over Marvel movies, cause I much prefer more DC movies than more Marvel movies. Well, I think I'm sure that I think a lot of people that. do though. Like, I think in general, like, if you talk to most people in a comic book store and ask Mm -hmm. them if they prefer Marvel or DC, most of them will say DC. Like, it's very rare to find people who love Marvel comics more than they love DC comics. Unless, like, they grew up in the 80s and grew up on X-Men or something when, like, everything out was X-Men. But everyone, I, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people. I've been to a lot of comic book stores, and and it's, it's usually DC everybody loves DC and you can't blame them because even though you have like these insanely powerful, like aliens and metahumans and stuff in DC, they still tell human stories at the end of the day. And that's what people connect with. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and even more so because it does have an element of fantasy, you know, they don't take place in New York. It doesn't, they don't, it doesn't take place in 
you know, you're never going to see like the CNN breaking news cast, like switching over with some, like for some stupid Marvel cameo, you know, it's going to be like Gotham news, which is, which I thought was great. I thought those two casters were amazing. Yeah. Um, well, in, in the old Batman movies and like even the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, they do use like CNN and stuff. But they, they did in the Joker. I can't remember that. I think so. Yeah. Oh, um, but I remember they did for sure in like the, in the Batman movies, the Christopher Nolan ones. Yeah. Like they use like Fox News and CNN and like even had people like actual anchors from those networks on like film for the, the yeah. movie. So so stupid. Such a horrible idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's the whole point. They wanted it to be grounded, right? Like the, that Nolan wanted to make very grounded Batman movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And Matt Reeves still managed to make a more grounded <laughs> Batman yeah. movie. Yeah. So. <sighs> what else uh, can we orgasm about about this movie? Um I mean, just the fact that it, that it exists, right? Like that. Yep. Th- this is the whole thing. Like this movie came about because Warner Brothers was going to make Bam, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman movie, mm. and they were looking for a director. and And Matt Reeves got a call, and he came in, and uh, he read the script, and he said, "This is a, this is a very good script. I, I think it's very good. And and if this is the direction you want to go, I'm happy for you. But I don't want to make this movie. This isn't the movie mm. I want to make." And they said, "Well, what movie do you want to make?" And so he pitched them on his batman movie uh the one that we we saw uh and because he said like i I don't want i don't want him to be involved with the justice league i don't want to do any of that stuff i I just want a movie about batman right Mm. um and he said but he said if the opportunity ever comes i would love to make this movie with you guys but uh if you want to go with ben affleck's like i think that that one's very good as well Uh, it's just not what i'm interested in making which mm. this news all got distorted and everybody said like, you know, he, he rejected Ben Affleck and hated Ben Affleck and blah, 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 uh, which mm. he never said. And, um, yeah, Warner Brothers said, well, we like your vision. We'll go with that. Uh, so that's the only, um, props I give to Warner Brothers is making that decision. Other than that, they're still dysfunctional. Oh. I don't like them, but hopefully this will be a, they're turning a new leaf. That's all I can hope for. <laughs> and yeah. New leaf, but, same branch, same tree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> better season though. Hopefully, more fruitful season. Same roots, same plot of land, same same city, but uh, a yeah. new leaf. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, I do think Robert Pattinson had a fine voice. I don't think he had a bad voice for Batman. Uh, yeah. The only thing I felt was weird is like the way like when he talked, it seemed like he was trying to extend his jaw out and be mm. like, yeah. This city is rotten. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll turn to a little bit of Judge Dredd. Yeah, but it also felt like he was he was kind of like homaging Christian Bale's Batman in a way too. Because hmm. that's how Christian Bale's Batman was always like, hey, this is Gotham. <laughs> I always this is the problem with I the one issue I had with the Dark Knight movies is that I always thought his Batman voice was the stupidest fucking thing. Like, yeah you you've seen like the, the trigger where is it you saw like the oh. like the college humor ones with batman yes and it's like batman finds voice yeah where are the drugs going <laughs> don't ask <start> las drogas <laughs> yeah and then he and he's like <coughs> where are the drugs going yeah i'm sure um I'm sure Christian Bale needed to drink a nice warm cup of water after every uh, every cut. <laughs> hey, maybe funny. he just learned the secret of, you know, screaming, which is, <laughs> you know, scream and don't hurt your voice. 
Yep. It's hard to do, though. Can't get over that last Batman movie where he just, like, tackles Bane to the ground. He's like, where is the world, Trigger? Where is it? Sounds like fucking Rocky. Dude, the whole... The, <laughs> I hated The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, uh, you're not... You're not in you're not in a you're not your stance isn't exactly the worst stance on that movie yeah but a lot of people love it like i I saw it was like rated like third best batman movie of all time yeah that's not uh well or second or something like better than batman begins what yeah is that like one of the older older ones batman begins was the first of the nolan trilogy right yeah. Oh. And then it was the Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Returns. But like, oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the Dark Knight Rises was the first one. Oh yeah. No. 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 It's yeah. a. It's Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. No. Dark Knight Rises is the last one. Oh. Okay. That's right. And the worst one, in my humble opinion. Yeah, you're right. It's Batman Begins, 2005. Oh man, I saw that movie in theaters too. Also a very long movie. Yes. Also very. Uh, I good. didn't. I didn't see it in theaters. I saw. I saw it for the first time. Well, like I didn't even watch it before I watched The Dark Knight. Like I, I remember I saw The Dark Knight in theaters. It, it, it crazy occasion. I I don't even know how that this came to be, but pretty much right. I was like, when did that movie come out? Two thousand seven. Yeah, something like that. Something. Two thousand eight. It was two thousand eight. I remember. Two thousand eight. My parents have been divorced for two years, and I. I hadn't seen my dad for a long time and he and he was in california for i don't know what reason and mm-hmm. like we went to uh an imax movie theater in fucking dublin california <laughs> and watched it and i was like I, I don't know what what spurned that but yeah and i had animosity you know so i didn't really care that much about the movie at the time you yeah. know I did get excited though because they showed the trailer for Watchmen during that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw Dark Knight and IMAX. Yeah, I know, I said that, but no, I didn't see the Batman Begins in movies. In uh, movies, Batman, Batman Begins. I saw that when I was young, and the Scarecrow fucking terrified me, dude. The effects for to his day, for like when he when he when he hits him with the gas and then puts his mask on, is still fucking terrifying. Yeah, I watched I watched Batman Begins like fully for the first mm. time when I went to college. Uh, I was uh, sitting alone in my dorm room uh crying and then uh because i yeah and it was like hot and there's no air conditioning and it was humid as shit and uh yeah i just watched it in there when i when i went to college i was i was at the university for three weeks mm. and uh i watched batman <laughs> begins and firefly over and over again there you go that's about it that's a good way to spend your time to get past the social anxiety of being alone yeah, and I was in Wisconsin, and soda was really cheap. I went to the store. I bought three 12 packs for five dollars. Oh my god, that's not healthy. That is so unhealthy. I, I got I got root beer, Pepsi, <laughs> and Mountain Dew. You're so lucky you for, didn't pass any kidney stones. For five <laughs> bucks. I didn't even drink them all though when I was there. But here's the thing: I did drink a lot when I was there, and yeah. I got Krispy Kreme while I was there. And because of how stressed out I was, I lost like twelve pounds when I was there for three weeks. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. What the fuck? Well, Damn, I mean, some people. Like... I didn't eat much, you know. Like I, I just ate like the donuts, and that's like what I ate all day, right? And then like, yeah. I, I never ate well because like I didn't have a kitchen because I was in a dorm. I could have used my meal plan, but the food they made was shit, and I didn't want to eat it. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want the meal plan to begin with. Um, so pretty much I ate McDonald's a lot and donuts and that's it that's all you need yep yep so those were the days college 
Yeah, those were the days. Showing up to work, basically showing up in slippers and slipper. I showed up. I remember there was one college semester where I showed up every day in slippers, and my teacher's like, "I really respect you for sticking with that." <laughs> like, oh, thanks. I just don't care, but whatever. You're supposed to stay with your aunt before seeing Dark Knight, and then you would have seen it beforehand. This is some family drama. What? Uh, no, she was there. I don't know what you're talking about. You're supposed to stay with your aunt before seeing Dark Knight. No, I saw it. I saw it in IMAX with you. You were there, and and Dad, and Haldis, and uh, yeah, I think, I think that was it. I don't remember. We also saw saw Up around that same time. I oh think. man, what a fucking traumatizing movie that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we saw it in IMAX. I was there. I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean I was supposed to stay? I was staying there. We were all staying there. I think. Also, dude, going back onto the topic at hand, though, like I'm sitting now, like I love the Iceberg Club. Like it, it was just so well made. Oh like, yeah, the was, Iceberg Lounge, and then yeah. what was what was the other one? Forty Below or something? Yeah, like the, 44, 44 Below. Yeah, yeah, the club inside the club. The, the real you know, club. The, maf- the mafia club. Um, yeah. DA was there getting high as fuck trying to pick up. Dude, that DA was such a weasel. <laughs> yeah, I know, I and mean, he was great. That, that whoever was playing him was like just played the hugest see through piece of shit. Oh, I was supposed to. St- Day for Batman Begins. No. Was, oh man, wait, Batman Begins, what what month did that come out? Do you know? Let me look. No, it. I just said 2005 or something like that. While you're looking that up, dude, the scene where, like, Batman breaks into the club, so fucking good. And he's like, you know, the elevator opens, somebody, it's empty, and the first guy just pulls out his gun and signals. I'm like, yes, this is a human being dealing with this. And then when he's in the fucking hallway beating up these guys, and like you know that the uh, muzzle flash is going off, and like he, that's the only light you can see. Such a phenomenal scene. Yeah, uh, Batman Begins came out June fifteenth, two thousand five. I definitely was not meant to stay with my aunt that day because mm. we arrived in California on June twenty second, two thousand five. Uh, we were in West Virginia on June fifteenth, two thousand five. So that is wrong, and uh, I remember because that was the first day of the rest of our lives. Um, I have a very good memory about some things. But yeah, because, uh, yeah, we, we came here uh, for a vacation on June 22nd, 2005, and we never went home. <laughs> it's a long vacation. You're still here. Oh, uh, maybe that it was re-released uh, before Dark Knight. Maybe that's what mm. she means. I don't know. But I know for sure when it came out, we didn't see it in theaters. So maybe you saw it with her or something. But yeah, I don't I don't remember that. I don't even know how I got there then if I wasn't there. But anyway, family drama. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the Batman was a very good movie. Yep. And like I said, like thematically, it just it just works very well. And this is mm. like the, the my same kind of opinion about The Last Jedi. I think... I mean, I'm not saying that the two movies are com- are comparable. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that uh, that the the themes within the Last Jedi are like what what really stood out about it, like about mm-hmm. the movie to me. Like a lot of people can talk about how it's a terrible Star Wars movie or whatever else, but like I think thematically it it, it works really well. I um, think it would have been more well received if there had been two movies leading up to support it and that movie didn't feel like jj abrams just screaming with his foot on the gas pedal trying to get trying yeah. to basically trying to wrap two movies in the same because like, i feel like that whole sequence you know we're talking about star wars again but that whole sequence you know when they were on the, like that planet that was being raided that could have been its own movie all on its own yeah uh, well because i uh, uh oh she stayed with 
I guess a few days before and then watched it on DVD. Okay, whatever. I wasn't there. I, I would probably would have refused to watch it because I was an uh, angsty child. Um, Good times. Oh yeah. man, an angsty child likes Batman. Never. <laughs> I remember one time my dad came out. It was probably like 2009, 2010 or something. And we were at my grandpa's house and, um, you know, Bill. Yeah, we were there and my dad came out and they were going to watch uh, Serenity. And I was like, Serenity is going to suck. And I left the room and I didn't watch it with him, but I like Serenity. Yeah, I, did, I love Serenity. Yeah. I mean, again, I was angsty. All right. I didn't like my, I didn't like my situation. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw like a thread, like on Twitter, like people were like arguing about like the, the broomstick boy in the last Jedi right at the end who like uses the force to get the broomstick. And everybody's like, Literally everybody I saw was like, "Oh, it's like a, it's like clearly an homage to like Star Wars fans who grew up playing with toys because they were playing with Star Wars toys and the Legends of Luke Skywalker and like that that's us like we can see ourselves in him and stuff." And I'm like, "What?" Like, I I feel like that's a that that's if that's your interpretation, okay, you know. But like, I felt obligated to to respond <laughs> for the yeah. first time ever, and I just said like, I. Like for me, it was just it was just part of part of the theme of the movie. Thematically, in the movie, Ray is told she comes from nothing, but that mm. doesn't mean she's not special. Just like these orphans being bossed around, made to clean things, come from nothing. But this kid is force sensitive, which means he's special. Like yep. you don't have to come from special parents or grandparents or whatever to be special. And if you're looking at mythic themes, Harry Potter, some people are just born special inherently right so it's okay for ray people can call her mary sue because she's inherently special but it's okay for her to be special and come from nothing just like it's okay for anybody like you can have terrible parents who are addicted to crack cocaine and and sold you off as a child and whatever like the terrible terrible people and you can still be an incredibly great person you can be a special person who saves lives or does whatever like you don't have to come from fucking the the best parents of all time to be a good person and be a special person. Like, so yeah, that's what I got from it. And that's why those themes stick out to me. Mm. Just like with the Batman, like some of the themes within the movie, like even like, you know, if you have good intentions of, of trying to make a, a good difference, it can still go wrong and people can perceive it as bad or whatever. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't always matter what your intentions are. It matters yeah. what you actually do to make the difference. <clears throat> so, um, things like that. Like, I, 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 and just the fact that, like, Batman uses tool or fear as a tool, right? Which mm. you don't see a lot of in, in other Batman things. Uh, so, some of these ideas I thought worked really well. Yes. And also, the cinematography was top notch. Choreo- fight car, everything in the choreography was amazing. Uh, every set looked amazing. Again, Gotham looked and felt like a dirty, gringy, grayscale, dark, evil, no good, very bad place to live. <laughs> it felt like Gotham City. I don't know how else to describe it. I know that's kind of like a trope saying, oh, it feels like this. But like to me, it's like, oh, man, it's so more like more like Gotham City than any other Batman movie I've ever watched. Yeah, um, I mean, the best way to say that, right, is like it, it felt authentic to you. Yes, yes, feel very like an authentic representation of Gotham, and I just to me it just comes down to this: it's just everybody involved. I think they loved the idea of Batman, and I think that they are willing to give their all for that. And God, I just hope we get more good shit. And I hope the Penguin is amazing, and I hope it. This is I hope this is the start of something beautiful in the DC universe. 
Yeah. I really do. I feel like they took risks as well, and and they paid off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else really to say other than... Because Batman technically lost in this film a bit, I think, honestly, because the Riddler was able to detonate those bombs and, like, commit a horrible terrorist act, and, the, the you know, the new mayor still got shot. She didn't die, but, you right. know, it was Yeah, we, was we, don't see, we don't see the resolution being the, the Riddler is stopped and his, all his plots foiled, right? The Riddler mm-hmm. achieved everything he set out to achieve. Everything. Yep. Everything except murdering Bruce Wayne. That's all he Because yep. <laughs> Bruce Wayne wasn't there. <laughs> and he and if he would have killed Alfred, to be honest, that's just the same as killing Batman. It really is. Like he probably would have gone in a much darker direction. Um, yeah. but thankfully Alfred's a badass and you know he <laughs> fucking heated that yeah. bomb out. I was like, Oh fuck <laughs> And we saw we saw Batman stick to his morals, no guns, mm-hmm. no killing. Um that's you know. your thing, man. <laughs> uh, again, yeah. the chemistry between uh, between Patterson and the guy who played Jim Gordon. I'm so sorry, I don't know his name. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was so good. Yep. And yeah. This, yeah. Yep. There was some uh, religious imagery too, like uh, yep. at the end when he's like leading them out with the flare and stuff like that. Like, well, I think it's trying to. It's him turning into a symbol of hope. That's the least yeah. what it spoke to me. Yeah. Um. Also, another scene we forgot to talk about where he like base die like base jumps off the top of the police department and fucks up the landing super bad <laughs> he like just like fucking knocks himself on oh the ground. yeah 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 he like, like he oh. has like a suit and then he's like he's like flying and then he like goes under the bridge and lets up the parachute and it catches <laughs> yeah he like flips him into the fucking ground he's like lumping around I was like oh shit the police are chasing me uh, uh. he literally <laughs> lifts away uh. yeah. oh so he's about to good. fuck up the police too yeah and Jim was like I got this yeah, I love that chase scene. There's so many cops like flooding through the fucking hallways, and when they arrest, uh, they arrest um, uh, Falcone. You know, he's got Jim has the last of the good cops in the city, which I thought was kind of a beautiful scene. Yeah, because um, that's to me Jim well, Gordon up is from to become the commissioner, right? Yeah, right. and Jim Gordon is as much of an icon as Batman is to me. That's why I've always thought about that too. Like he represents the order side of law and order, or I, I don't know. It's something yeah. like that. I mean, and, and the best thing about the movie too, like, in my opinion, is like it stays focused on what it wants to achieve. It doesn't sure. get distracted by all the important comic book cameos they can try to throw in. Like, we're not we're not getting privy to to uh, Gordon's family and his daughter because sure. yeah, she's gonna be Batgirl one day, right? Like, yeah, we we don't have to do all of that. Well, so, man, are they gonna do a live action killing joke? <laughs> they're doing a live action Batgirl series on this on HBO Max. Oh. Uh, is it set in the same universe as this one? No, it has no. Michael Keaton's Batman in it. Ah, okay. Uh, well, but the actress, I think, is mixed, it. so it could. <laughs> it could. <laughs> but I, I think the know. Commissioner Gordon in, in there is white. It's uh, hmm. J.K. Simmons. Hmm. I want pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> that guy. Oh, I now him now is the guy who voices the uh, dad in Invincible. I'm not sure if you watched that series on Amazon. I haven't, but I I do have some Invincible comics. I never read them. I just bought them because they were in poly bags, so they look collectible. And Robert Kirkman's <laughs> a great writer, so I bought them just in case God, they're worth dude, money. What a, I almost want to go out and buy the comics, but at the same time, I don't. I know they would just sit on my shelf and like get folded and shit. <laughs> yeah, Robert Kirkman also had a very good run on the New Avengers. Mm. If anybody's interested in reading that, uh, it might have something to do with the uh, the Doctor Strange movie coming out in May. Who knows? Yeah, uh, God, because people think there's going to be Illuminati. Spider-Man. 
I still need to see the new Spider-Man. What the fuck is wrong with me? It's going Tuesday. Yo, it's five dollars. I had to see Batman, and now I want to see Batman again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> uh, uh, you should see. Uh, it. You should see. I'm, it. I really am hoping it's going to be on Disney Plus anytime soon, but it's just uh, not. It's posting. on digital. It's wait. It's on digital already. You can buy it on digital. It won't maybe be on go, Disney Plus. Maybe I'll go down to Redbox. Maybe they have it there. Ooh. No, it's not on DVD or Blu-ray yet. No. Maybe uh, it's on. Is it on YouTube? Let me check. Is it on YouTube? Well, no. I'm maybe. saying is because oh. YouTube has a lot of good movies for rent, like new for, movies for like twenty dollars um, or or you can rent. No, it, it's yeah, like like two ninety nine. Like two ninety nine. It's great. Uh, oh, I don't think you can rent it for two ninety nine. Can you? No, it's got a pre order right now though. Hmm. When's it come out? <sighs> you see the Kenobi am... trailer? I did. And I think we should talk about that probably with the news because there's probably a lot we can unpack there. Uh, they showed one of the locales from Jedi Fallen Order. So I am just super stoked that we're going to see Cal Kestis because I think they recognize that he's probably the most felt, one of the most well-written male characters we've gotten in quite a long time. But can't we um, just focus on the important things? <laughs> like Ben Kenobi. But technically, all he did was sit there, like literally. That that the entire show would just be him sitting there with the binoculars, it, staring at. Luke. It would make sense for Cal to be in the series only because it doesn't seem like the series is necessarily focusing on Obi Wan Kenobi, but more yeah. focusing on the Empire's mission to hunt down the remaining Jedi. Yeah. Um, and it seems like they're going to do it by any means necessary. Like they're going to just like go to public squares and murder people with the inquisitors until the Jedi's come out of hiding because they can't just allow innocent people to die and whatnot. It's like uh, an itch. You have to abuse it. That's what he said. And I thought that was brutal. I know a lot of people are like bitching and moaning that like the, the, the first inquisitor is like, he doesn't look exactly the same, but eh, who cares? Yeah. And they're not going to, you know, it's not one-to-one like the jump from animation to real life is very, very hard. You can't just make I, that. Like, I think there are valid criticisms, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's... You know, like, it, it does suck when, like, things don't look the way we want them to. Like, I, I think a lot of people also complain about Cad Bane's appearance. Yeah. Uh, because his hat but... wasn't as big as they wanted and his teeth were not as <laughs> nice as they want or something. It's like, okay, I mean, his skin wasn't as blue as they want. It's like, whatever. He's an older man now. Like, things change. And... Well, I'm just know. happy we. I'm just happy we got him in the series. Yeah, and he was great. Good. Like, yeah, he sounded good. Like, looked. He sounded fine. like Cad. He sounded like Cad Bane. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. Like, people have valid criticisms, but at the same time, it's like, try try not to get as invested in the way the Inquisitors look, and just be more invested in is if it's a decent movie, right? Or not movie, but series. Hmm. Because we certainly hope it will be. Jesus, my yeah, wife I'm, I'm is watching, so far away. I'm watching a scene of Cad Bane now, and he just looks more intimidating in this one than he does like in the cartoons. <laughs> the sharp teeth are the one that what's what really gets me, dude. Yeah. Yeah the the teeth the teeth were a little odd, but I think they they work. They do. Um, but yeah. All right, I think it's time for us both to go get uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, just time to get <laughs> yeah. some nacho fries and whatnots. And chalupas, flatbread tacos that are just folded. <laughs> I'm not getting a chalupa. 
I want a chalupa. I'm I'll chalupa. get some uh, chicken chipotle melts. Maybe mm. I'll get a quesadilla. I haven't had a quesadilla in a while. I always get the chicken quesadilla when I go. Yeah. The thing is, like, like I like the chipotle calories. sauce better than the jalapeno sauce. So mm. usually I get the chicken chipotle melts. But maybe I'll 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 get like some natural fries, some melts, and a and a quesadilla, and a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get a Pepsi. I don't know what that Mountain Dew, but Pepsi. Yep. Anyway, my friend, it was fun. Yes, sir. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for everybody who joined in. Thanks for the chattings and whatnot. And uh, yep. we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Much love and all that. Get me off the internet.